Let's do it then. All right. The Pacifier remake right now. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> let's, let's see who can recite it from memory the best. I don't remember anything about the pacifier. You remember the lasers, unless yeah, that was well, made that was, up. that was the climax. You I see, remember, I remember the that. pacifier, and that was it. That That's because the, the name movie. is the pacifier. That's the name of the movie, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, you got me. I'm a fraud. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sky Pirate Podcast Aways. I am your host, Jace Van Beethoven, and I am here with my co-friends... We've got Kevin Stott over there. Say hello, Kevin. Uh, you used to be an egg. And we've got Max. Max Damage over on the left there. Got anything to say, Max? Hey, Jace. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. That's good to hear. We're dandy. We're all... We've arrived. Dandy. Video games. I love video games, and I also love fruits. So, let's get started. Which, what's your favourite so, fruit? Oh, you know, all of them. <laughs> uh, so, we started this podcast as a means to, you know, get in touch with our audience a little bit. We are working on a video game called Help! I'm Haunted Do on the iOS, iPhone, and iPad very soon. Do we have any updates on that, Kevin? How's that going? That's going good. I worked really hard on it today and I made sure that uh, you could play the levels and you didn't fall through the ground. I made it so the camera didn't shake all over the place. It mm. was a real triumph. Mm. It's actually, it's really good. Me and uh, Max have been playing, playtesting it a little bit. What do you think about it, Max? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, I've only played it a little bit. <laughs> it's really, it's probably a bit scary for me. I'm not really into horror games. It's a bit spooky. <laughs> yeah. Anything with ghosts, nah. Well, it's a good thing we've got you. It's a good thing we've got you on this podcast, then, because we need, yeah, we need a different yeah. perspectives. Also, I don't really like video games very much. He do, he can't watch Casper. <laughs> That's too much for him. Yeah. Um. Other example of a ghost franchise. Yeah. Even Ghostbusters. Even go. You can't watch the cartoon. You can't watch the real can't Ghostbusters. No, you can't watch even the real Ghostbusters. It's too scary. Um, I actually was scared of the Ghostbusters when I was a child. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. The, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I was I was very scared, but I was also scared of the Muppets. So my opinions aren't really <laughs> super good. What what scared you about them? Ah, stay, <laughs> don't don't trigger me like this, Max. You know you know all about I'm my Muppet fears. I was watching, I've been watching some of the new Muppets TV show, and for the first five episodes, every B story is about Fozzie Bear. What do you mean? Well, that's, that's the um, way to do it. It's a real really? spotlight. Fozzie Bear was never, was never a key man of the Muppets. What, what other key men are there? Pepe, the shrimp. Haven't heard Pepe them. was not um, Pepe was not in the original lineup. Pepe they had to introduce after Rizzo became boring mid nineties. I didn't understand anything you just said. I don't know if me. you're serious. That's true. Pepe wasn't <laughs> okay. Pepe. Pepe they introduced Pepe later at a later date to uh, try and get them more hip, and it worked. Yeah, it did. Pepe's really funny. <laughs> All right, so maybe we should talk about video so, games well, a little I, bit. What we've we got. Playing? I'm developer on Help I'm Haunted, and mm. so is Joey, but he's not here, and we'll have him later on a different time. 
Yeah, Joey's great. He's got a big old beard. Maybe he doesn't have one now. I'm not actually sure. Yeah, he shaved it off. What? It was I a year. Am... It was a beard for a year, and now it's gone. That's really sad. It was a delight to watch. I know. I, I saw some pictures of him without a beard, and he just looks like a, a freakish beast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jo- I always make fun of Joey whenever we do any talking. So I'm sorry. Let's uh. Let's go on to games, shall we? What has anyone been playing? What have you been playing, Kevin? I play the 3DS little badge grabber game. What? <laughs> it's part of... I think it's part of oh, them doing... Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that on the see this? It was in the Nintendo Direct, I think. Uh, it was... It's part of them doing, like, free-to-play kind of stuff, I guess. And it's like a claw machine, like an arcade... Um, but it's not real. It's all just like pretend badges and you can organize them on your home menu like the, the little stickers or something. It's like a f- on an iPhone, you just got little f- fun little pictures to put next to your apps. Like they take the space of an app. Hmm. But it's a picture of Mario or whatever. Is it And is it a game or is it this just like a little grabby thing and you can pay money? It's just a grabby thing. It's just it's just a claw grabber. Wait, wait, wait. You're actually paying for the You have to pay you have to pay real money. Oh wow. You get to play for free once a day. It's it's really weird how it works. So you pay a dollar thirty or something in Australia to get five goes on the claw. But every day you get a free practice but it's on a fake machine so you don't actually get the badges but then at the end it tallies up all the badges and then you get some free plays based on how many badges you got so you end up doing your five plays and then you end up having one or two plays on actual machines to get badges but by badge you mean like a, like an image file yeah it's just an image <laughs> it's like a 2d it's like a 2d grabber thing and that picks up a little sprite of luigi and it drops him down the hole and then you tap on it and then you can drag it next to your apps and you can look at luigi can you tap it and he says a luigi thing i don't know i haven't dragged anyone in but i don't imagine that they would they are they have got like skins for the stuff so there's like you know the settings menu but with luigi poking his fingers at it and you yeah. can replace that gross it's a weird thing it's they they put out their new the one of the first because they finally caved and they were going to do mobile things and the first one is like a weird me based social platform thing it's exactly what everyone really wanted that's what everyone wanted that's what the stockholders are clamoring for yeah. Let us take our... Mi- we don't want Mario on the phones. don't want Pokemon. We don't want our most profitable franchises where the biggest audiences are. We want just, like, a weird thing. Just show us some weird shit, Nintendo. That's all we want. I really want to see a Mario Endless Runner. That'd be great. Oh, jeez. Maybe, would... a, maybe a Zelda Match 3 game. We'd, we'd know. Well, we'd they're, know they're already that doing that, that Pokemon Shuffle Match 3 game, right? On the on the iOS, on the phones. I've got uh, the Puzzle and Dragons Mario. But mm. I guess that's not that's not free to play. You have to go to shop and buy it. Yeah, it's a pretty good game. Um, I'm trying to think of Nintendo games I would want to play on the iPhone 
I'm drawing a blank. Pokemon would work. Yeah, I, I believe they're doing that Pokemon um, AR game where you got to catch them in real life. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I saw, like, there's definitely a space in there. I saw there was Facebook ads coming up for me the other day that's, like, a screenshot of Pokemon and then a screenshot of some Pokemon ripoff. <laughs> and it's the new Pokemon. It's on your phone. That yeah. could be Nintendo there instead of some idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they're not idiots. They're making the dollars. They know where to capitalize. They're, they're, they're smart boys. Yeah, unlike you making your horror game, it doesn't even have any Zelda or Pokemon in it's it. It's not even a horror game. It's a f- cute little platform. Dude, I was, I was scared by it. out saying, new Luigi's Mansion. You're bringing that Luigi's Mansion green. <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah. I think Nintendo, <laughs> I think the next Luigi's Mansion should be uh, Five Nights at Freddy's clone. <laughs> yeah, Luigi's just watching the cameras and his yeah, booze coming you get, out. You get spooked. Uh, this uh, leads back to what I was saying earlier about being scared of everything, but I was scared of Luigi's Mansion as a kid, too. How old are you? Um, 14. Ooh. <laughs> well, I guess, look, look, listen, there's these ghosts and they pop out of the, the roof and they go like, blah, 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 blah. It's re- listen, you know, unless you see it, you'll have <laughs> no idea. I, I haven't. I've never played Luigi's Mansion. Oh, you're missing out on some ghoulish scares. <laughs> you're missing out on getting worry. grabbed by the ghoulies. Oh, that doesn't sound appealing to me. That's a different game. That's <laughs> a, <laughs> How is it? That was like an Xbox launch title. Yeah, that was when Rare got over to the Xbox yeah. They made that for some reason. <laughs> I do remember seeing that. I wasn't allowed to play video games, but I do remember seeing that an ad for that in K-Zone and thinking, ooh, it's like an older kid thing. <laughs> that's oh, a lot that's for me. for older kid, this game that's yeah. about testicles, apparently. I saw it at Blockbusters a lot with a very faded cover because it had been a, a long time and it was an old game sitting on the shelf. Oh, you don't want to see some faded ghoulies. <laughs> nah, nothing like a, a pair of uh, just white-knuckled ghoulies sitting on the counter there. But, um, yeah, I, that's what I used to do with my K-Zone. I used to look at all these video games here, and I just... Uh, we were very poor, so I'd, uh, I didn't play any video games. I just ticked them in the magazine saying, yep, when I get older, I'm going to buy that because I'll have money. How much have you have you taken any action on any of those ticks? Um, uh, well, I uh, one time I ticked uh, Blinks the Time Sweeper, and I bought that for one dollar and uh, sent it to a friend. But you didn't play it. No, I don't have an Xbox. What kind of stuff were you ticking? Were you ticking like Game Boy Advance Goku games? Uh, no, I had that <laughs> Game Boy Advance Goku game, and that's because I borrowed it from someone and never gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I borrowed uh, Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage from a friend and I never gave it back. Sl- and that was, that was a defining pillar of uh, my game experience. Yeah, you're now a criminal. So it's also a defining pillar of your, uh, you know, criminal actions. It was your first he crime. Was a, I got it from this, this teenage guy that, like, lived down the road from a primary school. <laughs> And I remember at some time, I don't think I was skipping school, because I wouldn't have done that, but there, there was, for some reason I was at his house instead of at school, and then we were just like playing Tekken and stuff. He had a lot of pirated PS1 games. Oh. Yeah, I, I remember I did borrow a friend's copy of Dead Rising 3, 
and I had to really try to give that back. Um, and he just wouldn't take it. I think I actually still have it. Why wouldn't he take it? It's just a really bad game. The Rising Free is okay. It's just so boring. Hmm. Sure, it's like one of those things, it's like you get it, it's like a launch title, mm. it comes out, and it seems fine for what it is, but it's because it's a launch title. It's like graded on a different scale. Yeah. It's it's like how Rise was graded when that came out on the Xbox One. It, they were ever, it was bad, but everyone was like, oh, it's, it's, you can play it, you can press the buttons, and the band moves, so it's playable, <laughs> and it's good. Rise is uh, my favorite game ever that I've never played. Oh, Good. What about Knack? Do you like Knack? <laughs> I don't even... Oh, Knack for the PS4. I played the demo of it. I played some of it for real. It's It was okay. It was not great, obviously. Yeah. Launch title. It's, it's yeah, the launch title blues. Yeah, I feel like blues. that's the launch title thing. It's okay. It's not great. Yeah. And it's uh, it's Ridge Racer. Hmm. Ridge Racer's been a launch title on like 14 different platforms. <laughs> I don't think it's there's amazing. that many. Is there? I don't... I... Uh, this is what I remember. This is uh, what I recall. This is just from your little noggin there. Have you been playing anything else, Kevin? I've been playing... To a little bit of shame, I guess. Uh, Star Wars Uprising. <laughs> which is, like, the free-to-play... Little Star Wars RPG on the, on your phone. Ah, mm. uh, yeah, I played a bit of that. I've been playing it on my tablet. I got hooked on... One of the other Kabam ones, which was uh, Marvel Contest of Champions, where I got a got like a five star uh, abomination enemy of the Hulk, and he kicked everyone's butt for a long time, and then I got bored of it because it didn't. The problems with that game was it didn't really have any sense of place, and obviously it's full of weird free to play stuff, and. Star Wars Uprising has still got all that weird free-to-play stuff, and maybe if I talk about it too much, I won't go back to it because I'll realise. <laughs> uh, but it's well, got... well, that's a good thing, Kevin, because um, actually this is not a podcast. This is actually an intervention this that me and Max have uh, scheduled uh, to talk about your had addiction. Of... They had a... Kabam had another game that's like you play Fruit Ninja, and then afterwards... Like, you, you pick a character, and then you play Fruit Ninja, and your character is, like, punching the things instead of you slicing them. And then afterwards, you watch your character, like, fight another character fighting game style, and you don't have any input. It was really weird. That sounds the like Star Wars... A, sounds like a little game called WWE Supercard that I got pretty into last year. Oh, yeah, what I was going to bring that up. I, I got into that as well. Oh, no. Like, bad. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a bad game. But uh, What happens in it? Uh, it's kind of the Terrible same deal game. as what you were talking about, in that you pick these cards. It's, it's like top trumps, basically, in that you can yeah. pick these cards, and then they wrestle. It's two cards wrestling in a ring. It looks really stupid. And then you win or lose, and you can make the cards eat each other to power up, and it's got wrestling people in yeah. it. it the, the cards, like, the animation is them wrestling Just like wrestlers, like smacking jumping around. until one explodes. Yeah, they, they look like, um, you know, the kind of animated, you know, uh, magic carpet of Aladdin kind of deal going on. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. The, the, the length and breadth of Supercard strategy is pretty extensive, obviously. We could devote an entire... 
podcast. Who are, but uh, the best but strategy it, is uh, paying money. the highest number. <laughs> usually. I was imagining that they were just flat rectangles, but that they're moving, that they're, like, pretending to have arms and legs like the carpet from Aladdin. That's really, really funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. How long do they fight for? Uh, like 10 seconds, 20 seconds. Yeah. You can speed it up if you want, but not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing that the Star Wars game has for it is that it's got good there's some good like Star Wars art man behind it who knows how to draw a bunch of Star Wars gear that makes me want to collect it all mm. and doing the sector battles and stuff cause there's the you're in this it's after the original trilogy and the Empire still has this one system locked down, and so you're the rebels, like, fighting against it. And every couple of days, everyone, where they do their missions is, like, a vote for what planet they should fight to free, and then every couple of days they have a big fight to try and gain some freedom points on it. And it feels good. It feels like a good, alive game because everyone's making these decisions. That's cool. Apart from that, I've got nothing to say about it. <laughs> I mean, like, it's better than, it's better than, uh, like, Marvel Future Fight, which I think was one which was the same kind of top-down Diablo kind of gameplay, but in Future Fight, it was so devoid of you actually making any decisions while you were playing the actual game part of it that they just had a button that you could just tap and the game would just automatically play by itself. <laughs> That's really got to be... That's a, that's a message of defeat. That's, yeah, that's when you put that in your game. It's essentially like, just progress quest at that point. Yeah, you're just picking what things to upgrade your men with. Mm. Alright, well, Max, what have you been playing, if anything? Since what, you're not allowed to anything? play video games, apparently. Well, I meant when I was a kid. Oh, I thought you were still Today, a kid, so... Uh, you know. I was playing a bit of the... Um, also a Star Wars game, the new Battlefront. Oh, right. Mm. How's that? That's really pretty. Mm. That's that's about all. <laughs> I played the beta. I yeah. thought it was good. It looked like Star Wars. Yeah. I, I mean, that's I've what got, you want. Yeah, I've got 10 hours with it because, you know, they have that EA Access thing on Xbox yeah. One. And I think, from what I've been hearing, that's about ideal for that sort of game because you don't really want to play it for more than 10 hours. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I've, that's what I've heard this exact same thing. And, and in a way, EA has sort of fucked themselves a bit because yeah. no one's going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, just and I was thinking the same thing with the new Need for Speed and like, oh, I could probably go that for about five, eight hours maybe. Yeah. Till I get sick of just seeing monster energy drinks just being <laughs> drunk by everyone in this town. Yeah, just monster energy drinks water. and fist bumps going yeah. around everywhere. Where half your personality is defined by what type of monster energy <laughs> drink you have. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, that guy's got the blue rehab. Oh, man. It's, like, it's, it's like the color of the lightsabers dictating <laughs> what kind of character they are. Um... Yeah, I, yeah, and I've also been trying to get through um, Soma, the... Uh, yeah. Uh, what are the Amnesia developers? But I don't remember. Scary Boys remember. Initiative. Yeah, the Scary Boys that's the one. Incorporated. Yeah. I've been playing that and sort of... I don't know, I'm really interested in the story, but 
the actual gameplay is kind of holding it back. I'm so sick of having to hide from things and trying to find levers. So it's, it's too scary. It's too scary. <laughs> I just, I'm getting sick of having to change my underpants. <laughs> Every time a Every screaming time. robot pops up. Oh, I can't, I can't go through it again. <laughs> did you I play on Leisure Max? I did. I, I did a little bit. Not as much as this. I felt Amnesia didn't mm. have quite as interesting a story. Yeah, yeah. I think that too. Mm. A lot of people have been uh, praising the story for somewhere a lot. It seems interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's putting like forward some ideas that you wouldn't usually... Like, I'd like to see more in games, but mm. I don't know. You usually don't really see about that's a, like, I don't know, philosophy classes or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, have you been playing anything else? Uh, probably, yeah. But you you don't want to hear me talk about playing, you know, Madden or... (laughs) Oh, you're a little Madden boy. You're a little football... You're a little football fella over there. Football fella. Yeah, that's what they call them. Um, yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) since I got that EA Access thing, I've been experimenting around with, like, a whole... You know, I, I was thinking about it. Like, sports games are quite interesting with that. If you compare it to like a story-based thing like Soma or something, where with sports games, generally you know you play through a season, and it's interesting because you can lose, you can lose the entire thing in a way that's complete. Whereas like you know if you play a Call of Duty, you can't lose the Call of Duty campaign. You can, you know, keep trying until you, you get it. Yeah, you can keep trying until you get sick of the war quotes it gives you when you die. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> I want some. Su- I want some more Sun Tzu in my. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I, I watched wish a, I- a really weird promotional video for uh, the Goosebumps movie, which hmm. was Jack Black sitting on a couch. With Markiplier, who's known for streaming, like, Five Nights at Freddy's. And I think Jack Black's son on the couch as well. And Jack Black's son is playing Five Nights at Freddy's. And half of the video is, like, Markiplier giving him, like, hints and stuff. And just, like, explaining the game to him. So, half of it is you're just watching Markiplier explain Five Nights at Freddy's 4 to a, to a child. <laughs> and then the other half is his playing it. And then Markiplier and Jack Black are just leaning back and just talking about goosebumps. What? What the fuck is going on with this world? It was It was part <laughs> of, like, a huge BuzzFeed batch of... Jack Black goosebumps promoting videos. Mm. Like, there was one where they made, like, it was Jack Black and someone else making fun Halloween treats where he stuck stuff in an orange. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it, doesn't it just make you so sad, though, that we live in a a day and age now, whereas opposed to, like, ten years ago when you had companies like THQ or something, that you're not going to get a Goosebumps movie game. Like that's not gonna happen, not with Jack Black. We get some. We've got. We get some of the Disney Infinity has brought back a bit of the really low quality movie tie-in <laughs> platformer with stuff like Monsters U and uh, like uh, Inside Out. They've done one of. Yeah. 
that's where I get my fix now. Well, I mean, it's really, it's really nostalgic. I played all through the Monsters U one, collecting all the stuff, and I loved it because it was so, it was so evocative of those <laughs> games. Like I completed, I hundred percented Stuart Little two on PS one because I had no other games to play. And it was just garbage. You collect movie clips and stuff. It was it was not a good game. But playing this Monsters U game was like, oh, I I remember this. I love this. This is part of me. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is who part I of who am. I am. People are going to be so confused though if a new Shrek comes out and there's no game. <laughs> I mean, um, you find the real mobile. You find the real movie trash on the mobile now, where you find That's all those kind of. Well, yeah, you get you get a bunch of match three clones and stuff, but it's just not the same. No, it's yeah. not the same at all. I want to be I want to be the character from the game. I want to be able to run around, do a do an attack, do like a punch or a kick. I want to be able to jump. Well, I want to be able to clip through walls. Yeah, I want maybe a special attack, and I want to collect um, a whole bunch of little things that are coins or whatever. I want to collect a bunch of movie clips. Movie stills, oh that was God. a big one on the PS1. Just a picture from the movie. Yeah, it was a real treat. That was hot stuff. Buzz, Buzz Lightyear, the Toy Story 2 game was, was a hot one too. Oh, that game's a fever dream. I never knew what was happening in that game. That game is a treat. I tried to play it much later and I couldn't get to work. I remember playing it as a kid and you needed to collect something. I don't think it was bones. It might have been bones. You might, he had to like collect a whole bunch of different stuff. We had to collect bones for Slinky, so uh, he would unlock new stuff for you. Right. And then, no, it was probably Slinky. You had to play like Frogger, but in like Mario sixty four jumping around to collect all these bones to win like a star or whatever. Hmm. But I could never beat that, and that meant that I could never go to the next level. And that's what I wanted to achieve. That's what I wanted to beat, but I couldn't get it to work, so I couldn't do it. <laughs> It's funny, movie games, it's interesting because those old games have a certain amount of, you can tell there was agency in making it. Like, they were like, oh god, we've got 12 months, we've got to have (laughs) mechanics, graphics, and uh, I think we should be okay. Like, alright, make him throw berries, that's the main mechanic, he throws berries. (laughs) Bugs Life, we try to play Bugs Life. (laughs) It's almost impossible to beat, is what... It felt like. Yeah, that game's a real, real, real uh, masochistic experience. If it's harder, it's longer, I guess. That's what they're thinking. Oh, boy, Max. (laughs) Well, you get up to that point. We got up to, like, the side of the city levels, and it seems like you have to get, like, a berry out of a jar, but he's too tall. He lifts it up above his head, and he tries to walk out the neck of the bottle, and he drops the berry, so there's no way to get it out. (laughs) <laughs> you have to like glitch it out like because you can't throw it you just have to kind of glitch it through the wall and that's required to be able to beat it yeah it was a real that's, real supreme level design from the lion king guys who made a uh, lion king for snes was that at the time they were making those games like movie time games for snes it was like snes and genesis part of the rules of what they had to do was make, like, level 3 extremely hard so that you couldn't beat the entire game from a rental. Really? So, you'll see in Lion King 3, 
at the on the third level, it has this insanely hard like monkey puzzle where there's all these monkeys hanging in the tree, and if you touch it, then he'll throw you in a direction. But you can also hit them to make them flip the direction that they're facing in. And so it starts pretty simple, but like at the end of the level, you've got three trees with like ten monkeys each that you have to, by trial and error, make them face the right way for you to be able to complete the level. It's 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 incredible. That's fantastic. Had it come out because they made it come out like that. They made it be bad. I wonder if that was the same case for Bugs Life, where they were just like, "All right, this level is just we're just going to make it not beatable. We're going to make it seem like it is." Maybe. Well, as a a kid, I couldn't get past the, like, floating floating over the valley one. Yeah, I got stuck there, too, because uh, I was scared of the bird. I was scared of a lot as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) The bird from Bugs Life. The bird really, really made me scared. It's an an authentic danger. Yeah, birds are still a threat. So, I guess I'll talk about what I've been playing, lastly. Uh, I've been playing a cool game called Shingles. It's uh, it's not. <laughs> it's called having shingles. Yeah, the disease. It's it's a what, mixed what bag. What platforms is that on? Uh, it's on um, uh, my neck <laughs> and my shoulders, and it's kind of forming a belt around my uh, my side. It's really cool. Um, right now, uh, I've actually uh, I've tried to hide it, but I'm actually in intense pain. Uh, throughout this whole recording, I'll have you know it's it's okay. Ow, actually, no, right now, right just now, it hurt a little bit. But it's I all haven't right. noticed. You've been your usual bubbly self. No, that's right. I I'm professional, you know. I do what <laughs> Don't I can. Don't let it get me down. Yeah, but uh, other than shingles, which really has not been a fun time, it's kind of a mixed bag. Actually, it has its good points and its bad points. So what are the? How did you get shingles? What are the potent? Like, if you don't know how you got shingles. What are the potential causes of your shingles? Uh, I got fucked by a witch. That's why I now <laughs> got shingles. Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't... I, well, oh, I know why I, sh- I got shingles. I went to the Japanese film festival last week <clears throat> several times, and uh, there were fat nerds there. They might have had shingles. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's, that's why. I don't even know if shingles is contagious. Maybe it's something... Maybe it's caused by, like, stress or something like that. I don't know. <clears throat> It's not fun, though. Uh, I've been playing mainly uh, a game called Read Only Memories. Has anyone here played that? Is that the one with, like, some gay robots in it? (laughs) Am I close? uh, Kind of. I I haven't come across any any gay robots just yet. I I remember, I think I saw, I don't, this might be an entirely different game, but I think I saw a Kickstarter for it. I remember there being a bunch of gay dudes in it and also a robot. So, the robot itself might not be gay. Mm. Uh, you would be correct. There are there are gay characters and all sorts of characters of all sorts of sexualities in it. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a... It's a sort of adventure game-ish visual novel kind of style. Very reminiscent of uh, Snatcher or a lot of, uh, you know, kind of DOS games or visual novel adventure games from the 90s. Like what Hiroyuki Kano used to do with, like, Yuno and Eve... Uh, games, stuff like that, and it's uh, it's got that kind of pixely style, very cool '90s Japanese esque music, and um, it's it's super fun and it's very progressive in some ways. Um, 
like in the game, uh, it's not really made a big issue if a character is, is homosexual or of any sexuality or gender, which is neat. And actually, at the start of the game, you get to um, uh, choose which pronoun you want to go by, which is, which is really interesting, I think, and a cool thing to do. Yeah, good. But um, the the game mainly deals with like stuff that I don't think has been approached much in uh, kind of cyberpunk fiction. It deals with a lot of uh, you know, problems of genetic modification and like uh, what is the barrier for entry for humans and stuff like that. What makes you human? Those kind of things. It's it's actually super. I found it to be super fascinating at this point. I'm not far into it. But, but I've enjoyed it. Um, the only problem I've really had with the game is that uh, on the Steam page, it has a description saying that, oh, you can solve puzzles any which way. And I haven't really come across that super... I mean, there are multiple ways to solve a puzzle, but they're all pretty simple. Um, like, for example, uh, there was a puzzle early on that is actually very simple that I was overthinking. Uh, you needed to get into a VIP area of a bar, and this lady uh, was like, hey, yo, I like sour drinks. And so I was like, all right, I'll get you a sour drink from the bar. And I got her a sour drink. And she's like, ew, I don't like this drink. And I was like, well, there's not really any other drinks to have sour in the name, lady. So uh, I got this devilish plan where I was like, hold on. In my apartment, I've got, I've got off milk in my fridge. So I'll grab that, go back to the bar, put it in with the sour drink, and here you go. And then I went back and was like, ew, I don't like this drink. I want something sweet. So it turns out she was just randomly generating what she wanted, what drink she wanted. So I had to get her a sweet drink from the bar. And that was so kind what, of frustrating. The generate each time. Um, so you just said every you... time you enter and exit the bar, it generates. And I guess oh. my sour milk thing wasn't a solution to the problem, which is annoying. Cause I feel like I outsmarted the game there. <laughs> like <laughs> you were too smart for it. They didn't put it. I'm too much of a genius for every game. Give me a puzzle <laughs> game. I'll snap it in half and, and drink its uh, bone fluids. <laughs> but um yeah that game's super fun what else have i been playing um i've been oh that's right i've been playing tales of zestiria that's a role-playing game have you heard of this i think so yeah it's, it's one, of those, of it. one of those one of those their tales games which I, I don't really like them that much to be honest they I've, whenever i've played them they've always seemed kind of uh pretty stereotypical rpg fantasy kind of stuff going on if any of you have either of you played any of those games? Nope. No. Uh, they've got a pretty interesting battle system where it's kind of, it's active, but it has a more, it's kind of like Kingdom Hearts. If Kingdom Hearts was, uh, well, good. And also... Um, Excuse me. What? Sacrilege. <laughs> if Kingdom you Hearts... You overstep your bounds. I'm sorry. Listen, I can, I can just leave now if you want. <laughs> you know, if that'll make things better here, you two can have your Kingdom Hearts uh, party chat. Don't look at me. I don't... I don't kingdom the hearts. I don't know what it is. Uh, the, listeners can't see this, but Max is actually wearing um, a goofy headband right <laughs> now. He's actually wearing it. it says hey. Kingdom Hearts for Life on it. No, it says I love a very goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> you got that when you saw a goofy movie. You've also got the t-shirt. Um, the I went tattoos. and saw yeah, <laughs> goofy tattoos, goofy looking real tough. Um, yeah, it's kind of like Kingdom Hearts if it was a little bit more complex and borrowed some systems from a turn-based RPG is the best way I can explain it. It's actually complex. But um, the IGN review kind of summed it up perfectly in that uh, they said that it was the game was kind of like comfort food and that you know exactly what you're going to get with it. It's kind of fun, but it, you, it's expect like it's, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, I was at a time where I just like, I need to play something 
right now that I just don't even, I don't have to think. There's going to be characters that, that have different personalities. They're going to talk to each other and you might laugh, but you probably won't because the writing isn't very good. <laughs> but you know exactly what to expect. It's it's a good time. I'm enjoying it. I think. Well, if it's if it's like Kingdom Hearts, then you've got me hooked. <laughs> well, no, the the narrative isn't uh, pure shit. I don't uh, like, care about the narrative in Kingdom Hearts. I oh, care don't about you fucking lie to me! Don't you lie to me! You care so much about the narrative me. of Kingdom Hearts. You caught me. You like Ansem. You. Like, I couldn't name half the characters. In there's Kingdom Ansem. Hearts. There's Sora. But I love Mashinex. <laughs> and seeing Disney characters. I thought you were going to say, I thought you said you love Pluto Nash. And I was like, Pluto Nash is a character in, in King Hearts? <laughs> yes, in King Hearts 3. You go yeah, Pluto can, Nash you world. Can summon him. <laughs> it's pretty cool. All right. Well, we're going to have a little break and then uh, we'll be back after that. Hello, welcome back, uh, and for this segment of the show, we're talking about our little assignment we've set for ourselves. So, each week, uh, one of us will pick an assignment for a game we have to play through the week, and uh, you, the listener, can play along as well, and uh, in the next show, we'll give our opinions on it. This week, it was uh, for our first week, we chose Crotel, which is a gorgeous, darling little game by a developer named Sync, I believe. That is what they are on Twitter, at least. So, what did you guys think of Crotel, little platform where he plays a little little baby crow man? I thought I thought it was good. I I was expecting that I was going to be on the harsher side of things mm. about it, but from the, the little bit of interaction we had before it, I think that I'm probably going to be the one who enjoyed it the most. Yeah, I'm kind of on both spectrums. I guess I, I liked it, and there were things I also disliked about it. Max, why are you such a bummer? Well, I'm 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 not I'm not down on it. It's a fine <laughs> game, but it's just totally not for me. And I think like I think probably we can call me the Crotel expert. It sounds <laughs> like I've played it more than both of you combined. Mm, yes, I I finished it in about forty five minutes. How long did it take you, Kevin? It took me probably about forty minutes to an hour. Mm. Yeah, and it took me. I think it was about three hours. Not straight. I had to have breaks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even the even the best long distance runners, you'll still in a marathon. You'll still have a break. Mm. Yeah. Well, look, I I got to that first skeleton, the the first yeah, boss battle with the skeleton, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little little tea, maybe have, <laughs> and read the paper, and then I'll come back to this. Just put the world in perspective. So I don't know. I'm just not a platformer guy. Yeah. I mean, there were some substantive things that I thought were disappointing about the game or, like, not quite up to what you'd hope. Things like, um, I didn't understand what my aim was. The health or the cleanliness inspectors, whatever they are, the cats get there. And then I turn around saying, I'm just going to go clean things up. And then... I don't do that at all. <laughs> well, just, the crow tell is the, the the crow tell. The crow is scared. He's running away. <laughs> is what I thought. Or is really well, bad he, at cleaning. I think he like you, kind of the point of each floor is that you you are cleaning. It comes out in the like it's obviously it's not super clear. You're not you're not in second to second cleaning. You're second to second, second going ah and yeah, shooting yeah. out little music notes. Mm. Uh, 
but like like minute to minute you talk to dudes in their hotel rooms and they'll be like oh my toilet's clogged and so then you unclog it by shooting it and then you there's a bunch of underwater stuff and then that's that level and then the next level is there's something wrong with the laundry and so there's piles of laundry everywhere and then at the end you fix the but, but you're not folding the laundry. You're not folding the laundry. <laughs> that would not make a very right. good game, I don't think. <laughs> folding laundry game. Perhaps it would make a more compelling narrative. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I really liked it. It's very cute. Uh, a lot of variety in the levels. Uh, a lot of great music. Uh, sort of yeah, the graphics are very, you know... Kind of graphics, bright pa- pastel colours, kind of earthboundian in a way, sort yeah, of like Undertale. Yeah, I think the graphics and the kind of tone established by the graphics is probably the strongest thing yeah. about it. And, you know, it's cute that you share little music notes and stuff. Mm. I think that's where it hit the best in that a lot of time it looks very nice. You can take a screenshot and that's an appealing thing because it's got a cute little crow and there's going, ah. Yeah, it's, it's very cute and delightful. It's a gorgeous little, it's a little baby. It's a little baby game. It's a little, it's a little baby. It's got yeah. a whole hotel to run. Yeah. Too. I mean, give it a break. <laughs> He's got a, a lot on his little bird. crow shoulders there. Yeah. It felt like a bit of like a like kind of learning project. Like all the, you, there's a lot of different mechanics. There's a lot of different things that you do one times, two times. Like when you're doing the like ghost remote control stuff. Uh, yeah. There's lots of these little mechanics that are, here's the thing you can do, which feels like, like, okay, well, let's look up the next thing that I can learn how to do, and then do it, and then, okay, that's it, we'll move on to the next thing. Because mm. you don't get a lot, like, the individual mechanics don't get a lot of, uh, you know, kind of expanding and using in different circumstances. A lot of stuff you just do once, and then you move on. But that's fine. It, like, for, I think it's okay for, like, a game like this, it's going to be an hour, you're going to see a bunch of different stuff. And that's gonna be the end. That's fine. Mm, it's it's like one of those those uh, Cadbury packs, you know, the variety packs. You just got a little bit of everything in there. You can have a little taste to go. All right, I don't like that one that much, but that's all right. I don't have to eat it again, do I? So it's <laughs> no kinda... one's making me. What? No one's making me. Eat no, it again. no one's making me. Eat it. I don't even have to eat it again. I can just throw this out. I'm gonna throw it in the garbage now. I mean, you could do that with Crotel, but Crotel's worth playing. Um. I mean, there's some aspects where you can tell it's definitely a game maker game. Like, uh, not there's no feedback when you are. They might blink if I remember. Well, it's correctly. not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's game maker's problem. I think it was part of. I think it like just probably wasn't a big focus. Hmm. But yeah, like it's. It seems to me because like where Help and Hornet is very heavily inspired by Kira Blaster, yeah. which was game. Uh, by Pixel, who also did Cave Story, yeah, which came out on about a year ago on iOS and PC, and that follows much in the tradition of Cave Story. Uh, you have guns, and you shoot a lot of guns, and there's a lot of feedbacks and stuff when you hit enemies. And something that I saw in that that was really important to uh, capturing that experience was having a lot of feedback with when you were attacking enemies and stuff. And I've been working up. I've been working on that aspect of it until, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, how should they flash? Do they have a fun getting killed animation or yeah. sounds are playing and stuff like that, which Crotel doesn't have. Mm. 
I think that I think that can be a very you know satisfying part about killing a thing is having it make a fun sound or a nice animation when it dies. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good and part in video of it. games too. Yeah, well, I think I think it's very it's very successful. It's kind of an aesthetic <laughs> creation in terms of its art and yeah. its uh, music and stuff and its presentation, but it's the it's the feedback and the interactivity where. Well, it's like it's it's it is very interactive, but the feedback that you get. It's not as it's not satisfying. Mm. I think killing the enemies. I thought it was satisfying to do that little jump, and it does a cute little like. Woo, yeah, that's good. He goes woo. Yeah, that's yeah, fun the time. Yeah, noises are good. Yeah. yeah, all the all the crow noises were pretty <laughs> pretty spot on. Yeah, but what what I mean when I said it felt like a game maker game is also when you die and you just go like boop, back to the back to where you were kind of. It seemed kind of like you, you don't get any sort of death state or anything, and it, it just dragged you back there. I think the camera even follows you back. I'm not even. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I played it. Probably. But as you said, it doesn't matter because yeah, it's, it's more of an experimental a, that's not kind of project. Important it's important to me. <laughs> game makers, game makers in a, in a weird spot. Mm. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. You can make good stuff with it, but it, you're always gonna. It feels like you're always going to have some weird, like, game maker. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it, I shouldn't criticize that anyway, because it's just like, a, like, as you said, kind of an aesthetic piece where it's just tr- she's just trying out a bunch of different stuff, you know? No, but yeah, I think there's, I think there's, I think the game maker is, has evolved problems. Like, it takes a really long time to load, it feels like now. And back in, like, the heyday of game maker, when I was like, I was super into the game maker scene in, I don't know what, 2005, probably. Oh, yeah. Playing, I know, I know playing, some of your old projects. <laughs> playing Jumper and playing Dex. Yeah, I had a bunch of projects, but I never released any. Yeah. Um, and that stuff all had a very particular feel to it that I think is part of uh, Game Maker. Yeah. But I think now it's kind of weird. It's like I feel like it takes a long. It got taken over by yo-yo games or whatever, and it's kind of been turned into more of a money-making tool. And it's just kind of weird. And it takes a long time to load games in it now. And and this Unity just becomes more is very accessible now, and is becoming more and more accessible to more people. You know, so there's yeah, less and less becoming, reason to use Game Maker. I think it's becoming. Yeah, it's got. 2D tools and stuff. As well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I think that, like, they did the Nuclear Throne had its first. Nuclear Throne was a game jam game before it was uh, what it is now, and that was made in Game Maker. Yeah. And probably. Ba, 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 probably. <laughs> Hotline Miami, I think, was. Oh, I'm not probably sure. Probably has about some. Ha, probably has some connection to Game Maker because I know that the yeah Cactus the, does a lot of Game Maker yeah, stuff. Yeah, a lot of Game Maker games. Yeah. So there was probably at some stage, if it isn't now, there's probably some stage where it was Game Maker game. Mm. So uh, I I like Crotel. If I could rate it, I would give it um, the Cadbury Dream in a box of variety chocolates because the the Dream ones are the best ones. I'll give it a code that goes, ah. That's a good rating. <laughs> what about you, Maxwell? I'd probably give well, I, I'd give it, I don't know, it's tough to say because it's not, 
I think it's a really like neat game. That's probably the word I'd use to describe it. But I found it probably inordinately more challenging than most people would. <laughs> mm. um, considering, like, I'm the guy who I used to borrowed my brother's DS a while ago and started playing one of them like side-scrolling Mario games on that and he just stood behind me laughing <laughs> and he wasn't even joking I'm just really bad so I probably I found it really satisfying to get through it what's, by the end what's your I'd, rating I'd give it a, probably an objective eight out of ten <laughs> that's the objective truth give it an 84.3 out of ten yeah, I'd probably give it like an 8.6, I think. I'm <laughs> um, taking into account graphics, sound. Um, fun factor. Fun factor. Replayability. X, X factor. Can I bring that sure, one? Sure, why not? And fear factor. It's a little bit scary, so fear I would have that at about a 7. <laughs> um, I would give it a 36. Out of? Uh, just a just a flat, solid 36. No, oh, there's wow. no bar. It's just a number. So say what's 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 a one? Um, uh, one is a yeah. Bubsy three D. Bubsy no, Bubsy three D is is a fine game. I would give that at least fourteen hundred. Um, <laughs> a one is a Grand Theft Auto. See, there you go. It's it, it's violent. Good. <laughs> Crotel's not violent. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Spo- spoiler. Now we're talking about spoilers for Crotel, the hour-long game. What? Really? Spoilers? There was that big head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that big I, head. I really did think at the end what was going to happen was I was going to see the cats and they'd be like, you killed a lot of people. <laughs> like, make that sort of you like... You have to go to jail for your Metal Gear Steve's. Solid 3 moment where you have to kill, like, you know, where you <laughs> kill all the ghosts of the yeah. people you've killed or something. Like... You're a bad crow. <laughs> You're going down for this. You're one low crow, is what they say. There was a big hit, and you had to shoot a phone. Yeah, that's a fun you. little boss. It ended yeah, very was abruptly. That? Was that? Is that some? That was probably meeting? the strangest thing in it. But like, that's it's the kind of thing where you could just have a thing that's out of that's kind of whacking out of phase like that. Yeah, but I thought it was funny. It was a big hit. I like big heads. I've got a big head. I don't really, yeah. yeah. I don't have anything really to say about this big head except for it was there. You got a phone in your hand as an upgrade and you shoot it in the ear and it gets shocked and it oh, goes away. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about now. I was very confused. Yeah, that big head that's just there for no reason. He's a real happy-go-lucky fella. <laughs> that's really notable, I thought, about uh, I, my I totally forgot about that it. big head. <laughs> I was thinking about the cat at the end, and I was like, why are you calling it a big head? It's obviously a cat, Kevin. No, there's (laughs) just a big man's face. Yeah, it's a big head that you ring your little phone in, and he's very happy about it until you do it really loud. (laughs) I feel like that's the reason you forget that is because you you walk past and think, well, I'll understand that in a bit, I assume. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that'll come up later. Yeah, it's like I've watched so many David Lynch movies at this point that everything just comes naturally to me. It's like, oh, big head, okay. That's fine, I guess. Like, it's obviously a symbolism for the crow's hope (laughs) getting his hotel back. His hotel. Crowtel. It's in stores now in your favourite store, in your Best Buy, in your EB Games, in your Itchios. In my... Ew, that sounds rude. (laughs) 
go into EB Games, ask for Crotel. Then if ask for Battletoads. Yeah, if they don't have Crotel, ask for Battletoads. If they don't have Battletoads, uh, pre-order... Um, Festus Quest. Festus <laughs> Quest for the Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> ask for AddictingGames.com. <laughs> <laughs> ask, them, ask them for a redirection. They'll get you where you need to go. Do you have that for the Nintendo Wii? <laughs> Just ask them if they have the bowling. Do you have the bowling? Do you have Skylanders? My kid needs Skylanders. Anyway, I guess we should wrap this up now. Not a lot of things to say. Uh, you're picking the next. Oh, that's right. Thingy. I completely the next forgot. Week the game. All right. Skylanders. So yes, Activision Skylanders Supercharge. Yeah, that's right. No, we're actually playing um Giants, and then we're going to play Swap Force to see uh, how Giants influence. Ah, Swap see Force. how it stacks up. Yeah, yeah. See how they all <laughs> go against Work out each the whole other. Trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. There's more. It's more than a trilogy, Max. Quadrilogy. It's more than meets the eye. Is it yeah. more than a trilogy now? Uh yeah. There's a new one. It's called Skylanders. Uh, does China. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fun. It's kind of racist, actually. It's kind of weird. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. now that I say it out loud, yeah, I've just kind of realised that. Uh, yeah, kind of messed up. But um, yes, actually, we're going to play as I have chosen, Jace. That's me. Um, the Beginner's Guide, which is a video game. It's a little narrative oh. game. It's very cheap. I think it's like ten dollars. It's I only. I personally feel like I I'm more than a beginner. I feel like at this point I'd be intermediate. Yeah, you don't. You can. You don't have to play it. Then you can play an expert game. This uh, game doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Oh, I get to play an expert game. I'll play Quake Three. Yep, Quake Three Arena. That's what you're going <laughs> to play. Everyone else, everyone else will play the Guinness Guide, and I'll play Quake Three Arena. Mm. But talk we'll, about it like it's the exact same game, <laughs> and then yeah. we will discuss afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about its, its ways how it ex- expresses narrative, uh, interestingly and uh, you'll just talk about how good the railgun was. I'll talk about m- 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 multi-kill. Yeah, you got your multi-kill you got your quadruply kill, you got your your spendly kill <laughs> what are all your friends? You can play as the eyeball, that's my favourite part of Quake 3 That's my favourite part of Quake 3 Also my favourite part of Beginner's Guide, which is a game it's like <laughs> 10 it's like ten dollars. It's like an hour long. You should go play it. It's and by the guy that made the Stanley Parable. Yeah, it's about a guy who wrote the That's Stanley Parable. The hook. He did. It's not you the guy all... who did the level design. Just the guy who wrote it. But I thought you know the Stanley Parable because everyone bought it and talked about it. Not everyone bought Remember? it. They just watched it on YouTube. Really, <laughs> listen to me. I you in the headphones. I'm talking to you. You know the you know the Stanley Parable. Yeah. They talked about it on the internet. You saw that. Yeah, you saw that, didn't you, you Marcus? You, you weren't closing your eyes. You didn't have your fingers in your ears. You've heard of the Stanley Parable. You come up to the door. The narrator says he goes in the left door, but it's up to you to decide, isn't it? Are it's you- the same thing, but this time it's the beginner's guide. Are you okay, Kevin? <laughs> I've got a bone to pick. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wanted so to you, make sure. at home... Alex, someone at home whose name is Alex is going to be really shocked by that. He's got to pl- uh, you got to play, you all got to play the beginners, the beginners guide with us so we can all talk about it. It's actually really interesting. It's got some narrative stuff in it. It'll be fun to talk about and people have different 
opinions on I that. It seems I to be a really have, polarizing game at this I point. I will have an experience with it because I imagine part of it is about, from what I've gathered, is it's about the experience of someone who, in the words of uh, Mario, uh, make a game. Yeah, Mario said that. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, you're not going to think that at all because you're just going to be talking about how you can rocket jump across the map. Yeah, I'm going to be rocket jumping. I'm going to... Owning some noobs. Absolutely, I am. I'm going to turn on... I hear what the real pros do is they turn off all the textures and they put on wireframe mode so they can get the highest frames per second. Mm. And then no, they took drugs so they got really fast reaction <laughs> speed. Those so are the fake well. pros. The real pros just turn, like, just hold down the voice chat key and just play Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, they play, they play Beyonce and the Venga Boys. It's really good stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's to disorient right. the enemy. Okay. <laughs> Go right. Studios Podcast Always. Yeah. Thank you. Episode one in the bag. Do you Thanks. have questions for us? Please send them to podcastaways at skypiratestudios.com. Yeah, if you have questions for us, if you've got compliments, if you think if you want to ask who's the sexiest, you can you can send your questions right there and we'll, we'll answer return them. Return your question with a lively debate. Yeah, we'll talk about it for hours. <laughs> All right. So that's episode one in the bag. Thank you so much for listening, if you did. From all of us at Podcastaways, bye! (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Have a great week, everyone. Yeah. All right, that's it. That was our music. I'm putting Did you that just in. Have Nickelback. Yeah, put everything. That's gonna in. be the real outro music. No, <laughs> <laughs> just me, me doing the Silver Surfer thing.